when it comes down to it, most of life is about our relationships and our shared sense of community. Of course, that applies to our family, our friends, and our neighbors, but also to the people who are homeless and struggling with addictions. This may surprise you, but the simple solutions of handouts, bailouts, and housing don't create lasting change. Building relationships, living in community, and knowing Jesus are what truly change lives. Jonathan Anderson, the executive director of the Good News Rescue Mission here in Redding, California, has decades of experience creating the deeper relationships and true community that help solve homelessness and addiction problems. Now, here's Jonathan Anderson. Well, hello there. I'm Justin Wandro, and I've got here with me Jonathan Anderson. Say hello, Jonathan. Hello, hello, hello. It is a pleasure to be here today and to share with all of you about the mission and community and our community here in Reading. Jonathan, why don't we just dive right into it and tell us a little bit about who you are at the mission and what your experience has been. Yeah, I, uh, gosh, I've been, I've been here at the mission. Uh, I think I'm going on my 10th year right now, total, uh, two, two years of that was as the academic director, um, hired by Cesar Partita, our former executive director. And then, uh, these past eight years have been as the executive director, which, uh, you know, if you know my story, uh, you know that's not a position. It's not a role I wanted. I mean, I I actually actually fought the board, and I fought Caesar, and and I even fought God on why I was not the right person to be the executive director. Um, pretty incredible journey that God took me on. One of learning to trust Him above myself, and um, and to trust Him to do the impossible. And so uh, these past eight years have been truthfully just watching God do the impossible uh, in and through the mission right here in our community. It's been incredible. Yeah, I, I think we'll, we're going to save your full story for another time. And I agree, it, it is a, a great story. And I think it really uh, shows the, the, the grace and the love of God and I know that as I've been working with you here at the mission, I myself have been at the mission for just about three years now. And what I love so much is your focus on relationship and connecting with people yeah. on an individual basis. In fact, that's one of the things that really drew me to come here and be a part of what's happening at the Good News Rescue Mission here. As you um, have moved from the academic center and you're the executive director, and you're you're leading the mission. What is it about community and relationship that you see as as so important? Yeah, you know, uh, ev everything about community. I mean, if it's all about community, um, and it's the love uh, that is within a community that draws people, and um, and I'm just I'm so convinced of that. Not not just in terms of, you know, the people we're serving, our clients, um, our guests, our students, but also our donors. You know, um, I think, Justin, you you might remember uh, 
you know, but I, I, I probably said in the interview something about how I felt I was one of the worst fundraisers <laughs> because <laughs> um, I have a very hard time um, asking people for money uh, because I feel like it's just transactional and it's not really built off relationship. And to me, sales and fundraising, it, it's difficult for me because I also feel like uh, I don't want to build a relationship in order to get something from someone, you know. And so um, I have this bent where I just feel like even all the way down into the the roots of fundraising itself. Hey, you know what? There's donors. I want to build a relationship with them, but I want to allow God to put it on their heart of what they should give and um, and trust God with that. And uh, And I think that's the right route. I think that's how you do it, man. Um, it's all about building relationship and and then trusting God with the outcomes of those relationships, whether it's from a donor or whether it's from a guest that you're working with, hoping they're going to be able to uh, rehabilitate their lives and, and uh, break out of that cycle of poverty. So, yes, everything for me boils down to relationship. And I'm you know, I'm, I'm totally convinced that's the, that's the whole reason that God created this world was for relationship, you know, and, uh, if, if we don't have each other, what is, what's the point of life? You know, if you were the only person on this whole world, <laughs> you could have every material possession in this whole world, but there was nobody to share it with. What's the point of life? It, it's not, there's no point to it in that, in that sense. So relationship is everything to me. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. And I know from my personal experience, as as I've worked with and seen many people who have experienced homelessness and addiction, that a community is so important. And we see, you know, on the streets, um, whether it's in a camp or somewhere, we see community develop wherever it is. Uh, Across the world throughout time, community always develops. Yeah. But I, I think maybe one thing that we got to differentiate and kind of pull apart is what's the difference between mm-hmm. a healthy community and, and a sick community? And what are the, what's different about those two things? Yeah. So, uh, you know, for me, um, growing up in, uh, in the Bay Area, um, in a time when gang culture was highly prevalent, uh, I saw so many of my friends um, turn to joining the gang life. And uh, that's something that I was just uh, really indoctrinated with as a young child. And um, why? Why do people why do people join a gang when it's just bent on death and destruction? Uh, Well, because it's a community of people who absolutely love you. That love might be, um, you know, <clears throat> it might be rooted in something that is very toxic, very dangerous. It's negative, but it's a, it's still a form of love, um, and and people are drawn to that. They they know that they have a a, a network that supports them. Whereas a healthy community, um, that's a community that is built off of sacrificial love. It's, it's where people are willing to give up something of themselves to invest into you and they want nothing in return. 
Um, it is healthy when it's reciprocal relationships, but the intention is not to love in order to get something in return. And and that's that's one of the beautiful things about the homeless community in particular is, you know, it takes sacrifice from yourself to invest into this community. And it's a community that has nothing to give back. And so, you know, right off the bat that this is going to be somewhat of a one sided relationship. But then that reciprocal nature returns when you see that person, their life rehabilitate and it's restored. It's fully restored. And you see this redemptive nature of their life come to fruition. And that's the reciprocal side of this relationship. It's beautiful. It's incredible. Yeah. Homeless encampments, um, people, you know, people, we all need each other. And so um, whether it's negative, whether it's toxic, you are always going to surround yourself by community. Uh, but what if that community is healthy versus if that community is unhealthy, that's what's going to dictate your success, your overall success in life as a whole. We ultimately become the people that we surround ourselves with. Um, and I think it's vitally important that uh, we as a society, especially those of us who are, you know, semi-healthy, um, that we are sacrificing some portion of our time to invest into others who they don't know what a healthy lifestyle is. And we have to teach them a new pattern, show them a new way of life and how to live um, and break them out of that community that might be toxic or negative um, that's detrimental to their health. Yeah, and I've seen so many volunteers and people who want to come down to the mission and spend some time uh, helping in whatever way they can. And you ask them, like, you know, wow, this this is great that you're doing this. What is it like? And they will tell you, you know, I thought that I had something to give. I thought I had something to give back to people. And it turns out they had so much more to mm -hmm. give me. And that in this process of just taking time, just reaching out and just walking side by side with someone, just listening to their story, just, you know, sitting there, maybe giving them a hug, but being someone who is sad with them when they're sad, cries with them when they cry and laughs with them when they laugh, it actually, it creates a relationship that like you said, it, it, it tends, it starts to bond people together and does something that I think God created us for is that relationship and that knowing uh, other people and yeah. walking side by side. It's, it's such an incredible thing. And, and oftentimes it's, it's just small things. It doesn't take a yeah. lot. It, it doesn't take sacrificing your entire life. It really can just be I'm going to take a lunch hour once a week and I'm going to commit it to talking to someone and engaging with that person on a very real level of knowing what they are. What, what are some of the other small things that, that you've seen that really start to help make that connection with people? Well, uh, you know, let me, let me jump back onto what you just said there. Um, uh, those small things that make that difference. I'll just tell you from a, a personal standpoint, you know, before I, I got to the rescue mission, uh, it was back in the Bay Area and I was uh, helping pastor at a church and um, there was a homeless man 
who was attending the church, and I just I couldn't wrap my head around how a homeless person could be in a church and nobody has offered for them to go into their home. And um, and so I just thought, you know what, I, I'm I'm going to find where this guy is sleeping on the streets and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to invite him into my house. And, and so I did. I, I found out where he was sleeping and I, hey, Jay, you know, brother Jay Douglas Wilson. Hey, Jay, why, why don't you come stay at my place? And, and he says, no, no, I don't, I don't need to. I'm like, what, what do you mean? You're you're sleeping on the streets. Yeah, I, I don't need to do that, Jonathan. I, I'm good here. And and I just it hit me. I'm like, well, who who does he think he is? Like, I'm offering for him to stay with me, and he's declining. <laughs> and turns out, like, the whole church has offered for him to stay at their places, but he's declining. And and it was this aha moment for me where I realized that, hey, what I think is best for you might not actually be what is best for you. And you might actually know better than I do what's best for you in this moment. So let's explore this together. And uh, and we began to build a relationship where I would just, I'd come out and just spend a little time with them each day, talk with them. And, um, you know, I'm fresh out of college, Bible degree, all this. And I thought, you know, maybe I can, maybe, maybe I'll do a Bible study with Jay. And I'll tell you, man, one of the most humbling and rewarding moments of my life. Uh, Jay Jay agreed to read read through the Bible with me in 365 days. We had this plan. Um, I go out. We start in Genesis, and uh, two weeks later, I, I I come back to see Jay. Hey, man, how you doing on your reading? Oh, I I had to give up on the plan. Oh, Jay, why why'd you give up on the plan? He's like, well, look, I'm homeless. I got nothing else to do. So I just read through the Bible. <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes. <laughs> you read through the whole Bible, man. I, I'm like only on the fifth chapter of Genesis. <laughs> right? He showed you. But, but what was incredible. Yeah, right. That like uh, he showed me this level of pride that I had in my own self. And, um, and it humbled me. And then what I got to see is exactly what you just said. You know, when you hear volunteers come in and say, hey, I thought I was coming here to help this person. But what I received and how my life changed in the process, I I could have never comprehended that. I could have never seen that. It was amazing. What I got to see is Jay Douglas Wilson living out the Bible every single day of his life. And and as he did, like he, I would just come and sit with him and he'd say, Jonathan, let me tell you how God showed up and met me today. And he would reference this scripture and then reference this experience of watching God work out scripture in his life physically, tangibly, every single day. I'll tell you what, I, I, I have an expensive Bible education. Nothing in all of my education compares to what I was to what Jay taught me about experiencing God through his word very tangibly in this world today. It's living, it's active. Um, I, I truly consider him as a spiritual mentor. And yet this is a guy who slept on the streets, you know, for 14, 15 years, um, before, before I met him. Uh, and to this day, he would I would still consider him a spiritual mentor. Phenomenal. Just amazing. Maybe one day I'll tell you one of the stories um, of how God, how he experienced God through scripture. That'd just blow you away. 
That's a great story. Uh, just the other day, I was uh, listening. Someone was uh, teaching on the theology of homelessness, and and one thing that really stuck out to me was the looking at Jesus, and he he on this earth as a man was was homeless, but he ultimately had a home. And when we look at ourselves, we're we're a wandering people on this earth but we have a home that we've been grafted into. We have a home in heaven with Jesus. And it's so easy to get caught up on the, the natural things of our culture that we associate with being, I don't know, holy or successful mm-hmm. or being you know good at in in a community all these things that we look at and you know maybe maybe we're looking at things a little bit upside down sometimes and i i I also have been taught and learned many things from people who most in society would not look at as someone who is successful in life yeah but they're oftentimes they're people who can teach you about true joy and true generosity and then the power of how a community can come together and support each other. So when we have yeah. our volunteers come down, they, uh, they do often small things like that, but they're small things that can make a huge difference in both hmm. the person you're working with and in your own life as well. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I, I think as a society, we, uh, we, we've got it all backwards, you know, in in the West, everything here is, it's built off monetary value and material possession. And the more that I have, um, both in, in monetary gain, but then also materialistically, the more that I have the, the higher elevated I am on a society's list. And, you know, when you're homeless, you have nothing and you have no money, you're on the bottom of society's list. But when you look at these collectivistic societies that are that are built off of community and and they revolve around honor and shame as opposed to monetary value, uh, what you see is what what society is dictating to us in the West as significance and value is really incredibly insignificant. And when you're lying on your deathbed, it is even more insignificant. Everything that we worked for and gained in that sense is it's all insignificant. When we are at the end of our life or when we are trying to find the meaning and purpose of our life now and what is the fulfillment of our life now it has to be centered on relationships and community that is rooted in sacrificial love. That is that's where you find that meaning. You know, when, when you are surrounded by 20 plus incredibly healthy people who just want to pour into you and love on you, that's what gives you an amazing life, an amazing life. You know, one of the highest rates of suicide is amongst the most wealthy in our community. This, another high rate of suicide is also amongst the most lonely in our community. And, you know, there are some who are so wealthy, but they are so lonely because everybody just wants something from them. 
And then there are homeless who are just so lonely because nobody wants anything to do with them. I think the mission is in a unique position to be able to bridge the gap between both of those communities and to be able to say, hey, look, we can fill this void of loneliness amongst each other. And it's not about monetary value. It's not about material possession. It's about relationship. And it's about building community with each other. What can we learn from each other? Yeah, and at the mission, we do a lot of those little things that we were talking about before. Little things that can be very significant in someone's life. Things like providing three healthy, hearty meals every day. And providing showers and clean restrooms. A place, safe place to sleep at night. And those are all things that allow us to be in a place to welcome others and then to serve them and to love on them. And what comes out of that? An opportunity to build relationship Mm -hmm. and a chance to build trust. And in that place of trust being built, a community starts to develop for that person. And sometimes that community might be with a particular staff member. Sometimes it might be with certain volunteers that come in. It's going to be different all the time for each individual because everyone's different and everyone's unique. And that's why we love having volunteers come down to the Good News Rescue Mission and just connect and see who they connect with. Who is it that the personalities match up right? And you just find out like, yeah, this this person, they're amazing. They have incredible stories to tell. And I love to listen to stories. And that that's a great match. And that's a start of relationship trust and healthy community for that person. That's why when we talk about things like our Thanksgiving meal that we do every year, we do a big drive, the stuff, the truck drive where we collect all the turkeys and the stuffing. Um, We gather all the food and donations to help. And we put on a big Thanksgiving banquet for those in our community who have nowhere else to go. And that banquet allows us a chance to bring people in, give them a safe place, and just serve them and see what develops out of that. See how the love of God starts to transform people's lives when we just serve people and we just listen to them and walk side by side with them. So I love I love the holidays. I love Thanksgiving. I love the big meals and, and the sense of community and and everyone really starts to think about it more this time as the weather's changing, it's getting cold, um, getting rainy and it's just harder to be outside for people. So having a place like the mission is uh, incredible. And for me and myself, I think it's an honor to be able to be a part of it and be able to walk alongside people. Yeah. And you know, I, uh, you know, for, for anybody who's never been to one of our Thanksgiving banquets, you got to check it out. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. You know, we'll, we will serve over a thousand people in one day. Um, and it's just it's an amazing, amazing opportunity, like Justin is saying, to just get to know, to get to know people. And, um, you know, one of the paradigm shifts that I would love to see is we as a community um always think, hey, in order for me to to really build a relationship, I have to go serve somebody, you know, and maybe I'll go down to the mission and I'll serve lunch. Well, 
you know what? Uh, hey, awesome. Come down. But more than serving someone, I, I would rather you actually just grab a meal and sit down and share a meal with somebody. And um, don't just serve. Sit there right across from someone face to face and say, hey, what's your name? <laughs> let let me get to know you. Let me tell you about my life and um and build relationship. And hey, that our Thanksgiving, whew, that's an that's that's one of the things we've started to do at our Thanksgiving feast is actually ask volunteers to sit down at a table and just share a meal with people. Um, and the relationships that have been built from that is just it's beautiful. It's incredible. Yeah, and I love to see that connection that's made it's so true that yeah it doesn't take much it's pretty easy it's pretty simple mm -hmm. and and people are generally very friendly and yeah they're like you're saying before often lonely and it doesn't take much to help someone so they're not lonely anymore just walking side by side with them So, Jonathan, I think we're going to wrap up today's podcast. Um, thank you so much for sharing about community and a little bit about your history and past. I think if anybody wants to learn more about the Good News Rescue Mission, you can check out our website at gnrm.org and find more information. We would love for you to sign up for a tour and come down and see everything that is happening here at the mission. We would love to show you firsthand and get you involved, get you volunteering, get you coming down and sitting down and eating meals with people. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening. Jonathan, do you have anything you wanted to close with today? Hey, everybody, just, just go out and show someone you love them in some tangible way today and uh, see, see what it does to your heart. Great. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. To learn more about the Good News Rescue Mission, please visit our website, gnrm.org. Also, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you in the next episode.